How should I prep my guest? Hello, welcome to Podwell, the podcast that answers questions about podcasting. I'm Terry Lydon, Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Rivet360, and I'm here to ask our experts your questions. We get this question from both hosts and team members helping the host get ready for the recording. To answer it, I've asked Jesse Patend, one of our podcast producers, to join us. Jesse, I have heard you answer this question for lots of our clients. How should a guest be prepped for recording? So I think when I'm getting someone ready for an interview, one of the first things that I want to do at some point before we start is get on the phone or find some way to talk with them. That does a whole bunch of things at once. But most importantly, if you're going to do an audio interview, it really helps to have a sense of what that person is going to sound like. In a lot of ways, prepping for an interview is, I think, a bit of a combination of a fact-finding mission for me and an opportunity to develop rapport. I think that's what I'm looking for. It gives me an opportunity to get a sense of what a conversation will be like with this person, if there's anything I need to do to facilitate that conversation. And most importantly, I want to demonstrate to the person that I'm easy to talk to, remove any nerves or mystery about the experience for them, and try and demonstrate in some way that like I'm here to listen to them and that I'm here to learn. So any conversation before an interview starts, I like to kind of ask questions that, that you know, demonstrate that I don't necessarily know everything about them, but that I want to do my due diligence before the interview starts so that we're going to have the best possible conversation and we both feel prepared. So you talked about trying to alleviate their nerves. How much preparation on your end goes into that initial call then with the guest? It depends, but there doesn't really have to be any. It's my opportunity to ask what I call the stupid questions. So it might be as simple as, you know, where did you grow up? Stuff that I might be able to find on the internet. But, you know, a lot of stuff you find on the internet isn't even necessarily true. So I like to ask even questions that I think I know the answer to just to make sure I'm correct. And within doing that and having what feels less like a structured interview, like you don't want to have the interview twice. So by having just a conversation and demonstrating that you're preparing for an upcoming conversation, I feel like people can loosen up a little bit and not feel like they're giving you the actual answers to the questions. They're helping you be ready for your interview. And that kind of disarms it a little bit. This isn't a rehearsal for the interview. This is our opportunity to get to know each other. And so I would begin not by fact-finding, but by establishing rapport first. So then if you have them on the phone and you said you don't want to necessarily have the interview twice, do you supply them with the questions that you are going to ask during the actual recording? There are situations where people will ask for the questions and where giving people time to prepare an answer to a question like, what is the meaning of life? will probably give you a more fruitful answer rather than putting someone on the spot. But as a general rule, for multiple reasons, I don't like to give a specific list of questions. For one thing, at this point in the process, I probably don't have all of my questions worked out. A lot of times you're going to get some of your best parts come from having a conversation with a person. I really think this is not 
about preparing your guests to deliver certain answers. It's about preparing your guests to perform in the interview. And that to me goes back to like what theater performers do, like shake off the nerves. Okay, everybody, let's get comfortable. Like the first thing is to make it not awkward because no one wants to listen to an awkward conversation. And the second thing is to like make it fun because nobody wants to listen to a boring conversation. It is okay to ask questions that don't get good answers. It's okay for parts of the conversation to not be fruitful. It's better to ask a dumb question and get a dumb answer than to not ask something at all. It is a conversation. So what you want to do is prepare yourself to be a live performer. Like at the end of the day, this is a live activity and you need to be ready to go in two or three different directions and not be married to one specific path through this interview. So if we were back to it's live, it's theater, if you were going down this path with a conversation and you had something that you were trying to get out of the guest, since it wasn't quite going the on the path that you were expecting it to or you changed paths, how can you make sure that you do get what it is that you need out of the guest in order to meet the goal for that episode? So if someone's not being forthcoming, it's possible that they're not understanding what you're looking for. And ultimately, this is an answer to, to multiple scenarios. You can ask a question many, many times. You can rephrase it. Sometimes you will ask a question from multiple angles to try and get at what you're looking for. Or even to get someone to say something with a different like emotionality behind it. So that's totally fine. It's possible that some people won't want to talk to you. They might come in with their own biases. Increasingly, people have feelings about media and how media should be made. And going back to our, we're going to have a real conversation thing. You can break down many of those barriers by during your, your prep. But it's possible that people are, are nervous about where this media is going to end up and they're not willing to open up, in which case you might have to have a conversation off the record slightly on the record where you keep recording. In fact, I would definitely recommend that you keep recording uh, and have a record for yourself of what you agree to about how much disclosure they're willing to do. And it might be worth telling them, again, what your goal is. Look, tell people what you're looking for. It is totally fine to say, look, I want to go for like a really cinematic, I want to kind of let people sit back and and sit in your your experiences. And so I'm going to ask some questions about, you know, what color was the the carpet in your old house? Like, I'm going to try and put people there. Or you might say, look, we, we have seven minutes and we're trying to make people better at podcasting. And Jesse, you've got to stop giving all of these examples. <laughs> so it's, it's totally okay to just like tell people what you're looking for. If any of our listeners out there have a question for our podcast experts, please send me an email to podwell at rivet360.com. And until next time, pod well. Oh no, oh my God. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible accident. That was terrible. <laughs>